Hey, Rich. Hey. Web browsers. Billions of people continue to use web browsers every day. Pretty exciting technology, but you know what? Ever since the very first moments, well, maybe not the very first, but pretty soon after, Netscape in the 90s, everyone went, I like it. It's cool, but it should do more. Always. Always, to the point that they finally had to go, all right, we're going to make a way for this to happen. Uh, we're yep. going to make it easy. We're going to give you plugins. We're going to give you some. Remember Flash? Flash was amazing. Flash made everything come to life. It was you amazing. liked Flash. Well, it was fun. Yeah, it was um, lively. It was lively. It was not program. It became a programming language eventually, but it started off as like actually just animation timeline stuff. I was like, wait, okay, cool. I can make cartoons on the internet. It was multimedia. It was multimedia, and it was kind of neat. And it sat neatly inside the browser. It, you had to install something to make it work. But at one point, Flash was everywhere, and Flash was the way you watched videos on the internet. That's true. It also was the way. That you saw ads on the internet. Boy, it was. Yeah, everything. And, and Adobe had made a bet on Flash. They had built you know, frameworks and programming languages on it, hoping that the dynamic web would be powered by Flash. And then Steve Jobs wrote a memo. And that was kind of the beginning of the end. No, actually, that wasn't it. it. What was it was the openness of the web prevailed. There was that, but there was also the fact that smartphones just murdered it. Right, like it just like, smartphones murdered it. JavaScript kept getting better and better. And they more weren't going to run. They weren't going to run Flash on the iPhone. That was just that's what killed it. Oh, that's right. That's right. If you're going back in history, yeah. but there is a cool tech that exists where it lets you effectively extend the capabilities of the browser. So this is always so. This is this one of those things in tech culture that's kind of funny, right? Because you've got app stores. App stores, shocking success. You mobile phone, you want to get a new iOS yeah. app, you go to the app store, yeah. you download it. Okay, you've got, uh, but and then you always have this idea, like, well, the web is a fully featured computing platform, and it can run apps. Yeah. So we should have like an app store for the web. That is actually just called URLs. But then there's this other space. Yeah. And, and Chrome is the dominant web browser today. And if you search Chrome Web Store, yeah. you'll find what they call Chrome extensions, which are all the browsers have this ecosystem, these ecosystems for them. And what they are are actually, they're very cool. They're worth looking into because they can really enhance how you use the browser beyond just hitting a URL and, you, and interacting with a web page. They can actually, and there are businesses that have been built on extensions, browser yes. extensions. Evernote, which has seen kind of a rise and a decline, but Evernote was explosive in its growth, powered by an extension that let you put stuff on, on so, from the So let, let's draw a clear line here, right? So the web shows up. It's a document-based medium. We're yeah. going to share docs, okay? Now I have Flash and plugins. And let me play video and do all this yeah. stuff. That kind of fades because the web lets you do all that stuff on its own. You don't need to install the plugin. Hard yes. to get a plugin installed. Then you have extensions, and extensions sort of, if you go to Chrome, there's that 
Google is always trying to make Chrome into something that could compete with a smartphone, right? Like they just sort of- An operating system. But the reality is people don't go to do that. What they do is they go for and look for things that make their experience of browsing the web more compelling or give them more power. So a classic early days, there was one called Grease Monkey. It was this framework and it would let you like change the background color of you your page. You can inject code into any page. That's right. And you see the browser company, they have this browser called Arc. Mm -hmm. They're big on that kind of thing too, because they feel that, you know, you want to give people some control over their environment and the look and feel. Yes. And, and what this speaks to, and you just, you just said the word power and what this speaks to, and this is why I think browser add-ons are legitimate and powerful, but also worth noting, you know, the browser company's building a whole new browser. Right. They didn't bother with the add-on. They just skipped everything. They're using the Chromium open source project as a baseline and they're building all kinds of crazy features off the web which is fun and it's, yeah. it's you can and they've been very transparent about how they're messing around with the internet what's so cool about all of this is that the evolution of the web experience is a an evolution of control slipping further and further away from us as consumers One day, my kids were like, hold on, check this out. And they were using their Chromebooks. Uh -huh. And they were inspecting Element. Oh, sorry, no, they couldn't do it on their Chromebooks. They came to my computer. They're like, can I do this? Inspect the Element. And we changed, like, they wanted to go to the New York Times and change the headline. They're like eight. Yeah. And they're like, hold on. I, I can make the New York Times say poop. Yeah. And to them, that was magical that they could manipulate the medium, right? Absolutely. And this is always a great tension in our industry, which is I'm going to publish a website and that is supposed, I, I have sort of rights that I assume as a publisher. And then as a user, you might have rights. And there's certain things where we're like, okay, that's all, it's all good. Like a, a good example would be if you are a person who has very limited eyesight or is blind and you use a screen reader and you kind of miss all the ads, Yeah, all good. Yeah. Not a problem. Yeah. If you are, but if you're changing the design yeah, and do, you did readability, that got a lot of people upset because it changed the way that- It was people, invasive. It made the web page look different. It was a power shift. Yes. The way I look at readability, I didn't view it as like, we got rid of the ads. What it was, was a power shift where we were a power, empowering the consumer to change their experience, to tailor it to what they wanted, right? And you had people with like, vision problems you had people with screen readers who said you changed everything for me because it couldn't parse the page so right? there's so. this ethic there that's really interesting and i i think that uh, plugins are funny because what it what turns out here's what i would propose here's the plugin framework mentally that makes sense the web people are okay with users manipulating their web experience like you know making the browser smaller or bigger as long as the fundamental transactions that drive the website don't get messed with. So mm -hmm. the fundamental transactions might be an ad impression, mm -hmm. a link to a store, mm -hmm. things like that, right? Well, the bread and butter, like this is- this Also is... credit though, credit. Like yeah. is, is the author's True. name still Coming on? through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it is, it is, again, it's a power shift. It feels like hacking. It is hacking. You're actually kind of hacking. Um, but there's something very compelling about it because power shifts are justified 
if the experience has deteriorated so much that we feel like we have to exert control again on it. Nobody would have liked readability if the web was beautiful and easy to read. No, but instead it was like click t- click next 12 times to read a 12 paragraph article. Right. And and so it became kind of gross and a little cynical and then you look at I think we have to mention Pinterest. Pinterest is a big company that lets you clip images off the web and you're like, well, big whoop, right? It's clipping images, but what it is is well, it's a, it actually turns out to be a relatively large whoop. It's a large whoop. And what it is, is it's not about lifting the images. It's about giving people spaces of their own to carve out that are like snapshots of parts of the web. And that turns out gets people very excited. We get, I mean, look, this for as long as we live, people will be arguing over what, who gets to do what with things on the internet. For instance, right now, people are very, they're, they're pretty animated about, chat gpt or or sort of open ai and all these sort of tools that that build off of giant collections of images yeah. and make new images yeah. in, in the style of certain artists the funny thing with writers and with prose is everybody's just like yeah whatever me you, you've already got me like yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I whatever do yeah. do it's your like worst sending the fortress of money anyway. do your worst yeah. right but there is you know there's there's always this thing happening where there are yeah. spiders and there are tools I'm going to tell you where I come down, which is that once it's in, here's here's the ethos that's emerged, and I think this is pretty stable. Once it is in your browser, it's yours to play with and manipulate. It's data in the computer's memory, and you can yes. do stuff with it. That doesn't mean you can take the picture and republish it. Yes. But for personal use, once it's been loaded into the browser, if you are not republishing it, you can do whatever the hell you want. I paid the bill already. You already paid the bill. The transaction's done. The transaction's done. I saw the ad. You got the impression. And and I want to tie this to a board. I want to go back to what you said about how everybody's kind of going crazy about chat GPT and 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 the the image rendering stuff and it's gonna kill art and it's gonna kill writing and whatnot. A thing that happens with, with technology is people can't help but react with, oh my God, things are happening to me. It's a very powerless feeling. We're like, oh, a new thing has landed. It's going to affect my life. Nobody asked me for permission, and I don't have a choice, right? And I think, and well, it's also we've created a medium where we disrupt. But but also, whether you're right or wrong, we've created a medium in which it is very very simple to be extremely dramatic right away. Well, that's and, a whole other podcast, so like, which is a great time to plug the Ziadi and Ford Advisors podcast. That's right. That's right. Um, so, Paul, why are we rambling on about browser add-ons? Well, because when we pivoted aboard and started to do something new, what we realized is that we wanted to make an easier, cleaner, more organized web. Mm, organized. And, that's right. So we're not just going to parse articles and, here. And, and God bless the browser company, but building a browser is a pretty big step. Okay? so We're let, more cowardly. Let's not do that. Yeah. At the same time, Building like a web spider is a bad scene because now you're competing with Google. And what we realized we wanted to do was start extracting data yeah. from the web, which is yeah. what you did with readability and it's yeah. sort of a lot of my interest around the semantic web. Yeah. So we've built a plugin, which we're going to be showing people really soon, yeah. and it cleans up the web and presents it back to you in a nice, tidy way. And this isn't about articles. It is about anything. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah, exactly. Right, and we're going to talk more about that. Turning the web back into data and then giving you tools to, to, to use that data and do things with it 
while never losing track of that initial transaction. We're respectful of where the data comes from. Absolutely. Yep. So this is the Abort Podcast. We're either delusional or actually building software. Well, usually you kind of need both. It's a little bit of both. Stay tuned. We're going to reveal a lot more very soon about what Abort is all about. Or are we? No, we are. Okay. Give us five stars wherever there are stars. (laughs) Let's not worry about stars right now, my friends. Let's just get this plug in in people's hands. Yes. Have a lovely week. Bye. Bye.